What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Jordan and Jake, powered by Ortho Carolina. Your personalized orthopedic care begins with the click of a mouse. Schedule your next appointment online at orthocarolina.com. Ortho Carolina, your care, your way. This week on Jordan and Jake. So somebody hits your quarterback like that, referee throws out like a blue flag, signals to wind the <laughs> clock, and we have at it for one full minute. Because it seems like every time they show him on the field late in the game, before the game's over, Atlanta implodes. Here are your Panther Hall of Honor members, Jordan Gross and Jake DeLome. So I'm going to throw something at you, Jake. I think the Thursday night travel team has an advantage on Thursday night games. And lo and behold, the Falcons come up the road and beat the Panthers. Okay, here's why. I think this. When you're the home team on a short week, your week's absolutely bonkers because you get done with the game Sunday and, like, the Panthers had to travel from a loss at New Orleans. You get you get home late Sunday, then you're right to work Monday. Your week's all thrown off and you're home. And generally, when you have a home game, family comes into town, there's some friends there, whatever. And you're just sprinting the whole week to get ready for that Thursday game, trying to hang out in the hotel Thursday and rest a little bit, right? But when you're the away team, you get out of town Wednesday, and then you're just sleeping in the hotel and resting stress-free from like Wednesday at one o'clock when you get on the bus to go to the plane till kickoff. I think there's an advantage for the Thursday travel team. Jake, your thoughts? Jordan, I don't know how many Thursday night games you played. I played... Gosh, very I'm I'm trying to recall, I think just one and where we had trouble and it was directly because of you. Because we played Atlanta on we played Atlanta on a Sunday. We beat them. We had kind of it was two thousand nine. We went straight to a no huddle attack all game long. And all we did was just kind of line up on the ball and I would just call the game from the line of scrimmage. And then you you broke your leg of all things. Oh, you yeah. had to do that. You had to break your mm-hmm. leg, and then so you break your leg. And you, you got to yep. play, play Miami, who was a three-four, which you need a little more practice against a true three-four type of defense. And we had to shuffle the offensive line kind of all around, and it was just an ugly game. And they kind of got after us a little bit up front and things like that. And it was so I blame you. You know, that's see if you would have no listen, if you would have traveled, then you guys would have been able to leave me behind and all the you know the familiarity of what had happened the week before, all that's left behind. You go on the road, 
and you win. See, it proves my point exactly. I, I say this because we went on a Thursday night game uh, in maybe like 12 and played at New Orleans, or excuse me, Tampa Bay and just thumped them. And I remember getting to the hotel on Wednesday and laying in bed going, oh, thank God. And normally on Wednesday or before the, the night before a game, I would go out to lunch or dinner or whatever with the guys. I just laid and slept because you're still just trying to recover. So I'm blaming the the loss on that, but I know that's not true. Last night, Panthers lost 25-17. Atlanta now 2-6. and six. Panthers 3-5, and five. Jake. There's a lot, a lot of ways to go. As an O-line guy, I'm going to – Start off taking, you know, taking my lumps. The O-line did not pass protect very well. And there's always other facets to that, Jake. There could be running back involvement. There could be guys left intentionally hot. We don't know, watching from the sideline. But it appeared to me that man-on-man pass protection, we struggled a little bit. And blitz pickup, particularly in the, the double-A gap stuff with the center and Mike Davis, with Paradis and Mike Davis. So Teddy looked under duress which in turn left him with a less than a stellar passing night, Jake. So I don't know how you saw it, but that's definitely where I started. Yeah, Jordan, we had difficulties last night in protection. I don't think there's any doubt. Um, And we needed more opportunities with the football because before the last drive, I think we had 42 or 43 plays offensively. We did not have many plays. And that's the same thing that happened against the Saints five days ago where it was like a 40 – 43 plays the offense had, which is not many. So possessions are crucial. And we had trouble getting the Saints off the field on third down. And last night we had some issues with Atlanta, getting them off the field. And then offensively, we just we never got in a rhythm. Going forward on fourth down, we tried. That failed uh, a couple of times. And we just couldn't couldn't get anything going. And the double-A gap pressures like you, you talked about, that's when they would line up linebackers uh, directly over the center. And they pick a side which way they come from and they show blitz and back up. And you can just tell there was communication issues. And, and that's something that I know watching film, the, the coaches and the players are going to take hard because it, we just weren't clean. And I think we had some some things down the field and throwing the ball on them. But just Teddy was under duress. And that's just a whole that's a function of the offense. And I think one thing I wanted to hit on, D.J. Moore did not catch a pass till the last uh, drive of the game. That's something that I'd like to see more. I, I know it's difficult with the little amount of plays we had, but man, to get him a little more involved because you could you could feel he was starting to feel it. He was he was frustrated, but he's not one of these pouting type of receivers. Um, but man, getting him involved would really help us more offensively. Did, when he caught his first pass and he had that wicked stiff arm and got up all animated and maybe a little pissed off. And then, you know, as that drive continued in, in the fourth, he had another catch down the field and showed some emotion following. It's it's like Steve Smith, you know, when, when we drafted DJ Moore, Steve Smith said we drafted his replacement. And seeing those plays, man, it was like, oh, God, I hope he keeps this kind of stuff up. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, just, I hope it so, was too. so awesome I think to I, see. Yeah, and guys, they feed off of that just – the emotion, because really and truly, that's just kind of not DJ. He's more of a reserve type of um, person. But even even back to that drive, we did the double move, and it was a 42-yard gain down the right sideline. And if Teddy could have stepped into the throw some, he would have put some more air underneath it and sent it down the field. DJ was past the guy. So no telling how that play would have ended up. But then again, uh, give Atlanta some credit. They did a good job of uh, – 
showing some different kind of fronts and blitzes and packages and things of that nature. And, and we struggled with it. I mean, we got to call it like we see it. We struggled with it last night. And that was unfortunate. It was. And now the Panthers get the little mini buy, as John Fox would call it. When you do play the Thursday night game, you have a weekend off to kind of reevaluate and reassess halfway through Jake. And then this division, you know, the, obviously the Bucks are doing quite well. The, the Panthers, it's go time at this point. Three and five could get ugly in a hurry. It takes about four weeks for your sketch, for your record, four wins in a row for your record to start looking a little bit better, you know. But I, I wanted to say, so two trick plays in the game yesterday, a fake punt and a flea flicker. It just always it, – it kind of makes me laugh, Jake, when these are still the trick plays. Like, watch the fake punt. You know what I mean? Like, if a team needs a spark, it's fake punt and it's flea flicker and it's reverse. Those are like the, the trick plays that even my high school team wants to run. Hey, we should run a fake punt. And I just – it always – it just amazes me that this stuff still works, Jake. The flea flicker. It's like – such an old school, funny play, the name of it, even flea flicker. And we're going to call that thing and it's going to score touchdowns in the year 2020. It made me laugh out loud. And listen, it still works. It's about execution. But back to the fake punt, reading the quotes from Jeremy Chin after the game, it was actually called off by Coach Rule. And it was called off. And then Jeremy called an audible. Chin saw it, called an audible because he had like the short edge. And uh, I think it was a 28-yard run, and I thought I said, "Man, this is this is the this is the play we need. This is it. This is what we need to to get going." But it just kind of it it was just felt like that kind of night. We were just kind of sludging along. It just could never get rolling in, in in any facet. Well, if you're gonna get if you're gonna convert on a fake punt, especially a big successful one like that, it usually it, it changes something. Right, like the mojo or the feel or the vibe changes, and you're it didn't do that. But I just I I get a kick out of those trick plays working still because it's just as much as much preparation as goes into an NFL game, and it's like that stuff shouldn't work still. You know, it's been done every way possible over the last sixty years in the NFL, and it still works. I don't know why I get such a kick out of it, but the flea flicker, I just it like it makes me laugh every single time. So good. I hope they keep doing that stuff. I love the Joe Brady offense, but Teddy, when you're getting hit like that, Jake, and then you know, obviously he got that uh, cheap shot, in my opinion, when and um, there was an ejection following. His neck got all hit crooked and looked looked pretty scary for a little bit. But when you're getting hit like that, Jake, as a QB. How hard is it to get in the groove when you know every time you drop back, there's a good chance they're going to be popping you? You know, as a quarterback, it's um, you want to stay. No quarterback likes to get hit, Jordan. You you, you don't like a, a muddy pocket, and it's that's just part of. I mean, that's the the greatest kryptonite for a quarterback. I mean, that's how the Giants beat the the 19 and 0 Patriots in the uh, in the Super Bowl. That front four just hit Tom over and over again, and. It's just – it's tough. It's difficult. And, and, Teddy, give him credit for coming back in because I, I echo with what you said. Complete cheap shot, forearm to the neck head area. Um, give him credit for coming back in and, and trying to fight through. But, um, you know, it's just uh, – it's frustrating. And I, you could probably hear it in my voice um, watching that game last night. The biggest thing in my mind was, hey, we got to control Julio Jones. And you watch the first drive of the game and – Gosh, it was like, no, we got to stop him somehow, some way. We got to limit him, do something. And I was so happy that Atlanta 
did not go for it on fourth down. For whatever reason, down inside the 10-yard line, it's fourth and one. They kind of moved the ball at will on us. And for them to kick the field goal, said, that's a huge win for us, off, uh, for our team. Because um, you just kind of thought they were going to go for it. But, you know, uh, then again, it's just it, – it was frustrating with, with – Teddy getting hit a bunch and you could tell we had some some things happening on the on the back end receiver wise and uh just can never really and truly get it rolling. Well, I have a I have a rule proposal this offseason, Jake. So, okay. When 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 your quarterback or your you have a player that's sli- that's sliding, you know, kind of at an angle or whatever, giving himself up and you got a guy that drills him like that, I think that there should be an immediate 1 minute free for all period. Where nobody else can get a flag, you got one minute to straighten this thing out street style. Because, like, you can't just, I mean, it's not, that's not equal, right? Like, you drill the quarterback and you get a 15 yard penalty and you get ejected, but your quarterback's out. Like, that's critically important. So maybe it should just be quarterback. But if there's a personal foul on the quarterback, and immediately following the end of the play, there's a one-minute free-for-all period. Do you think well, that would ever get legs with the rules committee, Jake? I, I vote yes. Well, yeah, sure. I'd like to vote yes. But if you say – oh, so you're talking about just the quarterback being hit. Yeah, because, you know, like everybody else is replaceable, right? And I, I don't want to make you feel too comfortable or that I like you too much, but you can't get a quarterback – injured and thrown out that just that i mean there's backups for a reason but that throws off the whole deal right so somebody hits your quarterback like that referee throws out like a blue flag signals to wind the (laughs) clock and we have at it for one full minute because in a minute no one's gonna get like really hurt but i think and then would love it as well they'd be like yes it's the free for all. Let's do this, oh, right? And it would be nuts. Everyone would love fan, it. And then you could just go the fan, in there swinging on people. The fans would love it. Now, <laughs> after the one minute free fall, you're going to need five minutes to catch your breath. Exactly. Because, you know, right. you have five minutes to catch, to catch your breath. Right. Uh, so everybody you know, just like goes, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm going immediately for their best defensive player. And I'm hunting him down and I'm just trying to pummel. Because then everybody's going to be so frazzled. We got serious defensive vulnerability the very next play. That's how it was in practice back in college at Utah. So we had we had our our head coach Ron McBride. When I got to Utah, we were in the WAC, right? So like a mid level conference. Utah's now Pac twelve and has done a lot of great things. But when I got there, we were mid level conference. Our coach was an amazing recruiter of misfits and talent from JUCO and Prop forty eight and small town Idaho. So we had like, we had Steve Smith and all the Kimoyatus and the Dysons, Pat Dyson and Andre Dyson and Kevin Dyson and Mike Anderson, who ended up getting rookie of the year with the Broncos as a running back was there. And Alex Smith was there. I mean, incredible talent. And we would just fight each other every single practice, like 10 fights each practice. And it's hard to imagine with a, a teenage or early 20-year-old Steve Smith, it's hard for you to imagine that could happen, right? But maybe that's where this is coming from. It just seems like there needs to be like a little bit of justice served if somebody hits the quarterback like that. That's my, that's my hey, look, two cents, Jake. Hey, I, I love it. 
uh, because you're protecting the quarterback. I, I think it's great. I think ratings would definitely go up. They um, would. They would. They, they would go up tremendously. I don't. I don't and think if you and if they the would. defense doesn't want that to happen, then you can't get a personal foul on the quarterback. Right. But it has to be a different one, like roughing the passer where my hand brushes your hell. You know your head. Yeah. But, That's not but a George. blue flag. We don't get a blue. The blue flag is only for what happened last night. Boom, blue flag. Go, boys. Yeah, but then the defensive guys, <laughs> they're going to want to do that every game because they're going to want to get out in there and fight. Yeah. Maybe the, whoever got whoever initiated the hit has to stand arms behind their back for the first 10 seconds of the one-minute period. <laughs> <laughs> we'll figure this out. Yeah, we'll figure this out come up with something like that. by the end of the year. Hey, I got something that I want to say, though. Our young defenders are pretty sweet. Brian Burns' pass rushing uh, showcase last night with the spin move and his ability to get around the edge, uh, bend the corner, pursue. Jeremy Chin's pretty darn good. My wife called Derek Brown a man child. She's like, that guy's so big, but his face looks like a baby. <laughs> he is. That's exactly what he is. Definite promise there, Jake, especially in the first two levels of our defense. Uh, yeah, I don't think there's any doubt. And and li- listen, we're down so many guys. You know, Gross, uh, Gross Matos, uh, hopefully we get him, him back soon. That's another one of these young pups that I like to call him. So we're at the midway point of the season, okay? So we're three and five and love some of the promise that we've showed. And I guess last night, You'd have to say it's kind of a downer, I guess you could say, because, uh, man, I was anticipating, you know, being four and four um, going into last night. But um, but, hey, that happens. And and now this is where I think it's crucial. So the last two seasons, we've gone like. Oh, and eight and one and seven, the last half of the season. So that's some that that's difficult. So now let's see what this team does. Let's see some growth from these young guys. Let's see us get, get better. And let's knock out a few wins on this back half of the season and kind of propel us going into 2021. And I know we have half of 2020 left, but now I want to see, let's see some growth. Um, Let's see these coaches kind of get after it a little bit more and, and kind of really put this, put the stamp on this football team. Don't you agree with that? I do. That's, Obviously, what's got it? You can't go zero and eight, Jake. We can't. That's too many podcasts trying to keep it positive. <laughs> well, if the Panthers go zero and eight, I might have to throw a blue flag on myself and just start punching myself for a whole minute because that's going to be awful. Hey, you know what I did like last night in the game? Arthur Blank's jacket. Did you see that sport coat I, he I, was wearing? I, yeah, I did see the jacket and velvet. Uh, Is it you know, velvet? It's beautiful. And uh, red velvet blazer. But you I gotta... was hoping when they show when they showed him, because it seems like every time they show him on the field late in the game, before the game's over, Atlanta implodes. And so they showed him. <laughs> I said, listen, that's our that's our ticket. They're, they're going to implode. And then we get a first down and then we get the big play to DJ. I said, that's it. It's the author blank shot. Once they showed that shot, now it's time for Atlanta to go the other way. But unfortunately, that didn't happen. Well, that's because he was wearing that killer jacket. I'm totally changing the subject. First of all, don't forget to set your clock back, Jake, this weekend. Daylight savings time. Did you know? Daylight, so we fall back. Yeah. 
which was always a good it was always it was nice to have the sunday game following the fallback because you got an extra hour sleep right but are you a fan of daylight savings time and did you know there's like a certain segment of the population that thinks we should get away do away with daylight savings time where do you sit on this issue jake so i'm kind of torn jordan i love the the i like when we fall back and this is strictly due to the racehorses because it stays dark till about seven here in the morning right now but now next week it'll be six and we'll have daylight because we start so early the track opens at 5 30 and, and things like that so that's why i like it on the flip side when it's 5 30 in the evening and if we're not at a ball game or doing something like that it gets kind of long you know when it gets dark because there's <laughs> something i want to be doing outside and working so and i'm not so sure in idaho um you know because i know we went to green bay one time in november late november and played them and we're in Appleton, Wisconsin, staying at like the Holiday Inn, and it's 4.15, and it got dark. And I was like, are you kidding me right now? I said, there's no way I could survive, because at least we in Louisiana, it's 5.30 before it gets dark. That hour, extra hour and 15 minutes of daylight goes a long way. So I don't know what it's like in Idaho, if it gets dark really it early. Gets, yeah, further, Green Bay's further north than we are, but it's not, yeah, like starting next week, it'll be dark at six and then it'll just continue on down till the winter solstice which is in december 21st i think um i think it's funny though that on daylight savings time the entire world which can't agree on anything ever jake like oh yeah no problem we'll all simultaneously set our clocks back and everybody will just remember no problem (laughs) like how how can we do that but we can't do anything else in unison right like at some point, it was agreed upon that the, all the United States, except for Arizona, is going to set their clocks back. And everybody's like, yep, sure, got it. And we can even do this before. But remember before we didn't have cell phones and they didn't auto set, you would get people that were late for church like crazy on Sundays. Yeah, that's always the, uh, that's always <laughs> the case. I definitely remember oh, I forgot that. to set my clock back. Whoops. You know? Exactly right. Oh. No, I, well, I agree with you there. But. You know, I uh, that extra hour, I know that was crucial, so crucial growing up. You just loved having that extra hour. And especially when you played, oh, my gosh, I got an extra hour of sleep. Maybe my body can heal up a, just a little bit more with this extra hour that we have this week. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Especially uh, especially if it was a home game and you just you woke up even earlier you're like wow this is weird oh well jake i gotta go because i gotta get ready we got first round of the playoffs tonight we lost last week my high school team we were undefeated we lost calvin's championship to homedale you called them homeschool right now they beat us fair and square okay that's the question was it they just beat you guys outright or did you they outplayed they defensively played a lot more aggressive and faster than any defense we'd seen. And they, uh, at halftime, it was 21 0. Okay. And then it was ugly. And then we kind of caught our breath, final score 28 14. But they, they beat us. They outcoached us. They beat us, Jake. So now we're playing first round of the playoffs. We're playing a conference opponent that we've already played once this year, Weezer Wolverines. We beat them by three. So it should be a good game. So, 
I'm pretty excited. If we lose, I'm done. If we win, you know, we move on. You know how playoffs work. So is, is this at home? Oh, yeah, home game. We okay, now, high. what is the weather like? It's really nice. Now, last week was cold as can be. This week, it'll probably kick off. It'll probably be 50, 52, okay. get down to, like, high 40s by the end of the game. So, nice. Nice October football weather. So, so this was your first loss as a coach then last Friday. It was. Well, as a how high did you, school football coach. How did you take, how did you take it? Um, I took a, I shouldered a great deal of the blame because obviously you didn't have them ready if we didn't play well. So this week I really, you know, it's nice because now that we're in the playoffs, our JV season's done, but a lot of the JV guys, it was their choice if they want to stay out. So I had the most butt kicking scout team defense this week, Jake. I had car, I was doing cards all day and drawn up all kinds of fun stuff and I had the D I had the scout team D out there before practice and we were running through the script it was awesome it was like it was like I was uh, a, a college or a high or excuse me a pro assistant o-line coach running the scout team defense it was good so hopefully we're ready I just love our senior class it's you have so, you can think when you get to see these kids that are seniors and, and first of all, they're so fortunate they got to play a season this year, right? But to be able to tell them they cannot understand how long this will sit with them the way that the end of this season goes, right? Your senior year of high school football. I remember my last game like it was yesterday. We lost in the playoffs. And you have regret, right? Even if you play really, really great. So trying to get that point across to the guys like, man, this is such a big moment. Just don't leave anything out there. Like trying to get that in their heads. That's what I've been trying to do all week, Jake. You, you sound just like a coach. And uh, I'm assuming you guys are going to be really ready to play tonight. Sounds that way. Hopefully you get a win. And last question, would you have an opportunity to play? Was it Homedale again? Homedale. Uh, Probably in like the semifinals or the championship game. That would be okay. – they're, they're going to be a high seed. And, hey, okay. if things get tough, you know, just watch out for the flea flicker or the fake punt like the Panthers ran. I just – you know, that never that never goes wrong, right? That's, that's what no, I'll do. No, it so. never does. All right. Hey, we got to go. We're getting along here. So, uh, I'll talk to you next week one hour earlier. Remember, set, set yep. that clock back. And we'll find something that sounds, to talk about because the that, Panthers will not have played that, yet. No, they will not have played, and we'll be re-energized, rejuiced, and uh, I have a feeling we'll be sponsored by Ortho Carolina one more time. So, we will, and there's going to be a new president. Not a new, I'm sorry. There's going to be a election result next week. So get buckle your seatbelt for next week, Jake. This might be a wild ride. All right, Jordan and Jake podcast powered by Ortho Carolina. Your personalized orthopedic care begins with the click of a mouse. Schedule your next appointment online at orthocarolina.com. Ortho Carolina, your care, your way. All right, Jake, be good. Bye, Jordan. Jordan and Jake, powered by Ortho Carolina. Your personalized orthopedic care begins with the click of a mouse. Schedule your next appointment online at orthocarolina.com. Ortho Carolina, your care, your way. Ortho Carolina.